Joe in Roeville is on the line, wants to talk Jack Cunston as well. Um, whose forward line would he fit into best? Because as I mentioned, uh, Brisbane was kind of the, well, they've got the best forward line in the comp. Danaher, Charlie Cameron, Hipwood, Bailey, McCarthy, their top five goal kickers. Their best three goal kickers kick more goals than any other team in the comp. Their best three kick more than any other best three of any other team in the comp. And Brisbane also kicked the most goals of any team in the comp, 359. They were number one um, on the goal-kicking ladder, if you want to take it that way. And the points for ladder, they were number two behind Adelaide. So where does he fit best? If he fits anywhere, we'll take your calls on that very shortly. Heaps of other stuff to get to as well. But Tom Morris is about to jump on Trade Radio at 1 o'clock, and he's quickly to jump on here for tyre power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check thanks to your local tyre power because... Jay Gresham is joining Essendon with Secure Set to accept their free agency compensation, which, uh, as we thought, is at the end of the first round. But Tom, to tell us more about it. Welcome to you, Tom. Great to have you on. G'day, Dwayne. Good to be with you. Plenty happening today after a pretty quiet day yesterday from a trade perspective. So Jay Gresham done, and uh, the Saints are happy? Saints are happy. They've got an end of first round pick, which will end up being, I think it's pick 21. It'll be pushed back. Um, so that's a... a, a a band two compensation, um, and it's generated um, a similar outcome to what Brisbane's deal of Tom Duday generated. So the Saints, if they got um, you know band three or band four or band five, which is round three, um, they would have ended up um, probably pushing for a trade. In the end, they've got themselves a pick in the early twenties, which will push back a couple more picks before the draft. And I'm certain that Freo will now ask for that for Liam Henry, and we'll have to see whether it goes there as well for that. But it's been a protracted negotiation for sure. I mean, um, Essendon and St Kilda have been cooking up something for quite some time. Um, and in the end, um, within, the, within the, the realms of free agency rules and the guidelines dictated by the AFL, um, it's, uh, it's all worked out. Essendon gets Gresham on a deal that I understand to be around six fifty dollars to $700,000 a year. Not sure the, the length of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's generated that, uh, that pick that St Kilda wanted so badly. We're getting close to more and more player wages being known, aren't we, given that the compensation structure is based around how much Jay Gresham's earning. So we kind of have it narrowed down for us because of the end of first round pick that the Saints are getting. Yeah, we are. It's a really good point, Dwayne. I mean, if you look at... Uh, I always go back to Zach Williams' move from the Giants to Carlton. You know, it was no shock when... Um, when Because the club that the player leaves from has to know what the offer is from the club that he's going to. So Zach Williams goes to Carlton. The Giants get a look at what the offer is from the Blues. And it's no wonder um, when these sort of things leak out because the club that, uh, that they've departed is a bit disgruntled. It's happened several times. Um, and this is... I'm not sure that the Saints are disgruntled about losing Jay Gresham, but we know roughly what the bands are. And there is other factors as well, such as the age of the player and the cohort. But you know a band two compensation pick isn't going to be $350,000 a year. You sort of know the ballpark. Mm. And my understanding is that, yeah, I think it could be as much as $700,000 a year for Jay Gresham. Um, and you can have your views over whether that's fair or not. But the reality is that $700,000 next year and the year after that is nowhere near what it's been the last few years. You know, it's it's there would be hundreds of players in a couple of years' time on $700,000 a year. Um, and the Essendon Footy Club have a lot of money to spend, so it makes sense they've spent it on a player that they feel is going to make them better and that, um, that has, a, has a big upside, and, and Gresham is that player for them. And what have your inquiries told you about whether Jack Gunston will go to Hawthorne or somewhere else? No, I think it's going to happen, Dwayne, unless there's a, there's a change of heart or some sort of um, you know, U-turn from... Um, from the Brisbane Lions or Gunston himself, but Gunston wants to get to the Hawks. 
Um, the Brisbane Lions are happy to facilitate it, which means, <laughs> you know, they're not going to stand in his way. They're not going to ask for some ridiculous selection. Um, it's just a matter of whether the Hawks can fit him in. And yeah, their priorities are um, D'Ambrosio and Marbiot Chol, but it doesn't mean they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm sure their list management team with this sort of uh, time remaining before the trade deadline can get it done. Um, and I don't think the Brisbane Lions are going to stand in their way. So I'd, you know, unless Melbourne or some other club come late and try to woo Jack Gunston with a flag, which I mean, it's not completely out of the realms of possibility. I think it's, um, I think, I think Jack Gunston will be at the Hawks next year. And um, it's been bubbling for quite some time that his name could be on the radar. And for uh, once Damien Barrett put it on the radar this morning, um, it's, it's, it's sort of accelerated even further. So I think that the lesson to this one, Dwayne, is that when the club that the player is leaving doesn't come out and say, no, who's staying is a contracted player, then in all, in all likelihood they're going. And if he wants to get to the Hawks, he's only been to the Lions for a year. I can't see Brisbane or any, anyone else standing in his way. And before I let you go, should we be leading with our cricket failure last night? Is it the biggest story in the sport world in our country right now, or does no uh, one care about the 50-over format? And because it's October, it's not going to, well, it's not going to lead now, sports uh, reports. Um, should no, my view is let's wait until we get knocked out. And if we get knocked right. out of the group stage, then you should lead it from 12 o'clock. I still think... Maybe I'm biased because I'm in Melbourne and I'm part of a trade bubble, but I still think trade period stuff is more interesting to the average punter than Australia losing a group game in India in a one-day international against South Africa. But, Dwayne, put it on the radar. Once we get, If and when we get knocked out before the semi-final stage, then you should lead it with your midday madness. Take your calls then. And luckily, that will be after the trade period. All right. Uh, it'll, be, well, it'll be early next week, maybe, um, or late next week, maybe. Tom, great to have you. You're on Trade Radio 1 to 3. If people want to flick over, they've got a lot more of Tom Morris, as you heard on Breakfast today. He'll be on from 1 to 3 on Trade Radio. Thanks to Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. We'll talk soon, Tom. Thanks, Wayne. Chat soon.